Welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, and today we're going to talk about maintaining a winning attitude. Stay tuned for today's broadcast. First Corinthians nine twenty four. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Today we're going to talk about maintaining a winning attitude. Now, by definition, attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. That's right, your attitude will always directly affect your behavior. Now understand this believer, the greatest fight that you'll ever face in life is the fight with your old self. And a major understanding for advancement in life that that is my only legitimate competition. It's me versus the old me. And it's never me in competition with anyone else. You see, winning isn't getting ahead of others. It's getting ahead of yourself. That's what Roger Staubach said. Number one, there is more that the old me can do to hinder me than can Satan himself. I want you to think about that. I can do more to hinder myself than a host of demonic entities. Secondly, I want you to take note that the old me wants to use future circumstance as an excuse to resurrect itself. I'm going to repeat that. The old me wants to use future circumstance as an excuse to resurrect itself. And what I've got to do is kill the old me dead so that the new me that's made in the image and likeness of Christ can win and keep on winning at life. Now, in the old self, there's a recording of all of my former lusts, all of my former perversions, all of my former distractions, all of these embedded cycles that are meant to pervert my existence and ruin my destiny. And that's why I have to kill, put to death the old me and allow the new me that is made in the image and likeness of Christ to live on. I want to go back to the scripture that I opened up with. 1 Corinthians 9.24 says, Know ye not that they which run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Now I want you to write this down. My victory 
is in my philosophy. You see, Paul had a winning philosophy about life, and that's what dictated his attitude about life. I want you to say this with me. Life is just a race. It's just a race. Verse 25 says, And every man strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they that do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Now, I want you to take note of this. You cannot manage all of the variables of the race, but what you can always manage is you and your attitude about the race. In other words, I must strive for that which is rewardable, and I must do so in a mindset that is conducive to winning. You see, if you don't think rewardable thoughts, do you honestly believe that you'll do rewardable deeds? Paul said in verse 26, I therefore run not as uncertainly, so I fight not as one that beats the air. In other words, another critical part of maintaining a winning attitude is having certainty. In other words, I know what this is all about, this life, this race, this run. As a matter of fact, if you're not certain about certain aspects of life, then you will allow for unhappiness through ignorance. In other words, we must maintain this kind of an attitude. I'm clear, I'm certain, and I'm specific about what I am doing with my life. Now, the third verse, verse 27 says, But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So I want you to take note of this. A key to personal victories in life is self-mastery. You see, attitude is a major key to the adjustments that we need to make in life. Personal excellence is the key to mastery. So when it comes to master myself, I just want to keep offering a better self to the issues that I face in life. Now, in 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. I want you to think about this and think about this quote. When victory becomes your norm, Failure loses the right to repeat itself. Think about that. If you're not going to go all the way, why go at all, says Joe Namath. Think about this. The harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. Marv Levy of the Buffalo Bills. So I want you to begin to really internalize this thought. I am supposed to triumph. I'm supposed to win. This notion that you win some, you lose some. You know, you don't say that before a match. Your attitude can do more to discourage you than any event that takes place in life. You know, some people are conceding defeat before the race even gets started. Now, I want you also to take note of this. Never assume that another person's losses and defeats will automatically be yours. Remember, well-meaning people can make things harder 
and make you want to give up even before you get started. The scripture tells me plainly that God always leads us in triumph. God doesn't lead us to defeat. And most defeat comes from personal detours. Now, why does God want us to win? And think about this. We are his personal fragrance diffused into an atmosphere to shift it with the knowledge of his presence. You know, there's a scripture in Psalm 35, verse 27, that tells us, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his saints. In other words, God delights in the prosperity, the success, the advancement, the well-being of his people. But now God's delight must be matched with my decision to win. Now, this means I've got to maintain certain things. Number one, I have got to remain persuaded. I must be convinced of God's will and the eventuality of my success. Now, secondly, I, I must focus on the goal is always perfection. I must do exactly and specifically what is necessary to win. Okay? I didn't say elite. Perfection is always about keeping the bar high and never lowering the bar because you don't hit the mark. Here's the next key. Persistence. I must keep applying pressure forwardly toward and into my goals or my agendas. Now, the fourth key is patience. I must be able to abide in confident expectation, resting assurance that God is God of my process. Persuasion, perfection, persistence, and patience. Now, I want you to realize that winning was promised to the people of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 25, verse 24, he says, And he shall deliver their kings into thine hand, and thou shalt destroy their name from under heaven. There shall no man be able to stand before thee until thou have destroyed them. That's a promise of winning. Deuteronomy 7.24 Your victory has a purpose for the glory of God to demonstrate his power. Exodus chapter 9 verse 16 And in very deed for this cause have I raised thee up for to show in thee my power and that my name may be declared through all the earth. God wants to demonstrate his glory through your victory. Now also I want you to write down this verse and that is Isaiah 119. Winning is attached to obedience. He says in Isaiah 119, if you be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. Now, I want to talk lastly about the origin of most of our losses in life. You know, we do suffer losses. And most of them are rooted in our own personal behavior. and really have nothing to do with God or the devil in many instances. Now, the first source I want to isolate is violating God's will. You know, whenever we decide that we're going to deviate from God's will, this is known as transgression. 
the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. So most of our losses come from violating God's will. Secondly, moral decline. You know, it's a slow fade into moral decline. And that's why we have to be mindful of our associations. Because our associations either lend to moral decline or moral excellence. Now here's another reason. Not following instructions. I want you to think about the instructions that the children of Israel were given at the walls of Jericho. Very specific instructions that brought forth a very specific victory. Another reason that we suffer losses is delayed obedience. God says go now and we hem and we haul and we hesitate and we're complacent or lazy and not being intentional and then comes the ill, the loss. Here's another one. Violating instructions that are specific to you. Samson, you shall not cut your hair. Samson, you should not any, eat anything from a dead carcass. Samson had very specific instructions. And when he violated them, he suffered a loss. Now, another reason that we lose is because of wicked associations. You know, you think about Jehoshaphat almost lost his life through association with Ahab. Another reason we suffer losses is because of our self-fulfilling prophecies. We believe something and it seems like unseen forces go to work to bring to pass what we believe. We have these sabotaging thoughts that lay a groundwork for sabotaging behavior that begins to fulfill prophecies that are internal. Now listen, I know that God has purpose that you and I would win and keep on winning at life. But in order to do so, we must maintain a winning attitude. Listen, once again, I'm Dr. Mark Jones and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. If you want to get me out to be a part of your next event. Give us a call at 813-241-6919 extension 15. You can also check out my messages at Manifestations Worldwide on YouTube or you can look us up on Facebook at CFM the Center for Manifestation and my personal page is simply Mark Jones on Facebook. Until we get together next time may you live long and lead well.